Good morning, how you doing? Seven Day Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Kyle Ashone, and today I've got Brandon with me, otherwise known as Shortbread. Works for me, very good friend. Um, truthfully, if there was anybody that I would legitimately call a brother um, to the core, this is the guy. So we are going to be talking about why you do hard things, what it looks like, what's the ups and downs, and just like really opening up the thought and the theory behind that based around a recent experience. Here we go. So this will be the second time that you're going to be on the podcast here. Yes. First time was a while ago. First time was a while ago. Um, And it's also not the first time that we've done something impromptu and what other people would call semi-crazy. No. Right? No. Right? This is not the second time. It's now the second time. But I mean, like, if you think about it, we've done a lot. Like, just seasonally and in business that, you know, it's like, well, there's a big feat in front of us. Do we just take it on or do we shy away from an opportunity? And we, you know, generally. Yeah, we, we, we don't really shy away from a lot of things. Right. We generally just kind of take it on, but. And I like we were driving to Florida. <clears throat> so those that, that don't know, we were supposed to go to a TCS retreat. And excuse me, I try yawn. We're supposed to go to a TCS retreat and booked all the flights and everything like that. <clears throat> right. It's a big investment to go. First time that you were gonna go. Really wanted you to go. And the day before, the night before, they started canceling all flights, right? Because of, uh, you know the the one model plane that United was using that had a door fall off mid flight or a plug, more so, looked like a door to the plane, so they grounded all the flights, and you know we were caught in that debacle because mm-hmm. we weren't able to just you know our flight had been canceled, so. This was basically the night before the morning of, I'm like, hey, uh, looks like we might have to drive. <laughs> and you said, you told me later, yeah. you're like, I didn't think you were serious at first. No. And then no. you said, I'm going to get a car. And you're like, oh, he's serious. We're going, you know. But, like, I think we've just kind of gotten to the point where, like, you don't <clears throat> you don't put it past me to do something that would be no. out of the traditional norm for yep. one thing. And then I sing about you as you're just always kind of down for whatever. You're like, all right, let's go. Fly <laughs> by the seat of our pants. Let's see what we get into. Right. And so, you know, that turned into um we basically had 24 hours to make it there for the well 22 hours to make it there to the very beginning of the thing and we made it in 24 so we missed like the first couple hours of it mm-hmm. but we still made it you know <clears throat> and like when we got there what was interesting to me is that a lot of other people recognized just the effort to do something like that but you know they're like made it known that these two guys just drove 24 hours on a whim straight through to make it here. 
No, there's an importance factor. Right. It's like, okay, well, this is, you know, regardless of cost or anything, like, this is really important value that we're going to get out of this. So, like, we really want to go and we're going to make it. Right. So then you have a choice to make at the beginning. You're like, well, do we give up because an obstacle got in the way that was out of our control? Or do we see an opportunity and go for it, even though it might be more effort? Right. You know, and <clears throat> as we were driving down there, we're about midway through. And it just kind of hit me. I'm like, well, this kind of par for the course, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because because so often we don't stop when an obstacle gets in the way. Right. We just go. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've <clears throat> I operate like that. You operate like that now. Not that you didn't before, but like it's just a general mode of operation for all of us. And then we also build that into the people that work here, too. Right. You know, and so. When other people see that, because not everybody sees that, you know, right, because we're the only ones that really know how much effort we put into it. But then when other people see that, they see the one time effort. It's like then we were asked the question or, or I was when I was up on the panel, like, why? Why did you guys do that? And my response was like, because you just, because you don't stop right. because that was the plan mm -hmm. because this is what we set out to do. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to make sure it, it gets put through, mm -hmm. you know, like there wasn't an option for give up. Right. And I think it stems back even further than that. Like it started five years ago when the business was started and you determined then <clears throat> That that you just do whatever is required, you know what I mean? And right, I think that, like you know, because there's a lot that was going on through my mind, there a lot that was going through my mind through all that, and I was like, it's nice to know and see the action come out when you talk about things like you you need to know how you're going to respond before the situation comes up, because then it doesn't seem like that big of a back and forth decision you just make the decision yeah you know mm -hmm. and it's really comforting to know like hey this is what we got to do you know what i mean you don't feel like you're alone in it it's just like all right let's go let's do it and then you make a plan in order to get from a to b you know like our plan was well <laughs> we know that if we don't leave now <clears throat> we're never going to make it right so then once we just need to, you know, deal with the problem that's right in front of us, which is get a car, go, get down the road. And then once we move down, down the road, we're like, all right, how are we going to get from here to there without right. any hiccups? Well, six hour drive shifts. Yep. You know, if we switch out at 10 and four, mm -hmm. then all the way down, six hours driving, six hours sleeping, then we'll make it. Well, that made it. it honestly, it didn't even feel like a 24 hour drive. No, it didn't. because you do fall asleep, and you know you're, you're. It's just you're so focused on your destination. It's like let's just get there, and you know you talk a little bit, and you sleep, and you listen to podcasts. And you just the time goes by like that, right? You know, but like <clears throat> to do something like that on your own is even harder. So you know, mm. being that you have each other to feed off of and keep each other motivated mm -hmm. and then you, you both develop a plan like yeah let's switch out every six hours something that simple like well, that's going to get us there quickest mm -hmm. you know you don't want to drive 10 hours and your dog tired and you know mm -hmm. when it's going to, down to your turn 
you know, it, it gets dangerous, mm -hmm. you know, so, and you probably wouldn't have been able to do it just one person. No, the, the, the chances for being able to no. do it are very difficult. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're at that point, you're running into some dangerous stuff, especially with, I mean, it, it, we went through some snow, you know, which yeah. that was the first part of the, of the trek, but once we, further, we got further down there, uh, you know, sure. We kind of dodged the, dodge the storm mm -hmm. in between the whole way down yeah that was the other thing too you is know. we were driving directly through a big windstorm the whole way down. right but there's mm -hmm. still a lot of rain still right when you know you still gonna be focused and awake to do that right what i noticed that stuck out you know it wasn't so much the drive because you know a lot of people will make a drive 20 plus hour drive straight through just by themselves <clears throat> not saying it can't be done and what we did i don't necessarily think was anything that is even really commendable but i think it's how we approached it is where the value lies it's like well obstacle we don't stop momentum we keep moving forward mm -hmm. we make a plan we stick to the plan and it's achievable with two people you know essentially just more than one person right when one person is you know taking over the drive the other one's sleeping and resting and then you switch out but like that i think that transfers a lot into how we've operated in business as well over the last four or five years mm -hmm. you know I think so too because like you, you <clears throat> me and you really have always pushed you know because like it's whoever doesn't know you know like the first year we only had four people Mm -hmm. Second year, we only had five to back down to four people. Mm -hmm. So we've never really had the option to stop. To, you know, <clears throat> and even some of our guys now, they're learning that mm -hmm. they have that, they're getting more of that drive into them mm -hmm. to keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, and obviously we want to see that in every single person, you know, but us showing that, like people really look at that and they say, well, holy crap, why, why was it so important? Mm -hmm. Because that was our mission. Yes twofold one that was the mission right that, you know that's the simple that's the simple answer yeah you know? yes yeah that that that's the simple answer because this is what we decided to do so we're gonna go do it <laughs> because that was the mission i don't nothing's gonna stop us right you know <laughs> but inside the mission we knew that there was a lot of value can you turn is that your phone no, going yeah, sorry. On? um group chat stuff but inside the mission we knew that there was a lot of value from it, you know what I mean, right. that we were going to gain from it. And that's the thing, like, we didn't know exactly what that value was going to be, but we knew that some, you know, that's, that a lot of people that we look up to were going to be there to talk, and, and we knew that we were going to gain something, and it, it was going to be valuable for us to be in the room. Mm -hmm. What exactly we were going to get out of it, we didn't know. We just knew we needed to be there, right. you know, and... <clears throat> Sometimes you don't need to know exactly what the outcome is going to be. But if you know that there's a good opportunity that you need to be there for. You at least need to go. Right. And experience it to figure that out. Right. Because if you didn't, then you're just putting yourself, you're, you're pushing off your availability for growth that much further on down the road. You know, and I think too many people, they're like, well, they stop short or they, or they let opportunities pass by because the stars didn't align but mm -hmm. where in life do the stars ever really align very uh, very few. not not usually no very very few if ever 
few and far between opportunities. Mm -hmm. And they generally align when you know you're going into a situation that's already difficult to begin with. Right. Right. At least from from what I've seen. Well, let's talk about lost opportunities. Like, let's just let's 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 rewind back to five years ago when I'm living in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm deciding at this point do I move to Michigan mm -hmm. for this opportunity that's presented in front of me, or do I stay here and continue what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. One of the things that you said to me was, "Well, you know, you don't really find out until you do it." Mm -hmm. Well. That's a big scale thing. Moving out, drop, selling your house, moving away from your family, moving to 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 try something. Thankfully, it worked out. Mm -hmm. But something like this, this is a smaller version of that. So, mm -hmm. like for me personally, I already have that. Well, let's let's go find out. Yeah, that doesn't you know, and that's just. Do you, do you feel like you had that feeling like let's go find out before you made that move? Like the intrigue was there, and, the, and yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, I I could do this. You definitely went back and forth on it for a while, and rightly so, and and you needed to, and you should have, and and you know anybody should. But did you have that? Let's just do it. I would say on certain things, not on. I mean, if it, if it was for to me, if it was kind of too risky, then I would kind of back off a little bit mm -hmm. and kind of think more about it but when i move when i moved up here and we started doing what we actually do like sure you still have to think about what you're doing but mm -hmm. you take that extra risk mm -hmm. because you you have something to fall back on or you just figure it out if something does break or crash and burn or whatever happens like if it doesn't work it doesn't work we'll just, just we'll just take a step back and reset what would you, you know? think is the worst thing that can happen if you don't if well, let's say let's say you do take a risk what's the worst thing that can happen you fail and you reset back to where you were at but you didn't move backwards no you're trying to step forward but you might just fall back to that that checkpoint you're like right so yeah. you didn't lose anything you know what i mean what, what's the worst that can happen you didn't lose anything and you're right and you know and you start back from the same place right. you started out from anyways. Right. What's the best that can happen? <laughs> Sky's the limit on that one. It depends on what risk you're taking. If it's, you know, it, it, like an opportunity like this, I'm in a position of management. Like I didn't never knew I was gonna be this high up, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know what was gonna come out of it. I just wanted to try it. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the where this is we're doing it. This is happening, and then things just keep going up from there. It's like, well, I'm not going to stop there. Mm -hmm. Keep going, going, going. If something would have went wrong, or I didn't like it, or you know something, whatever would happen, then you know, sure, I could step back to where I was. Mm -hmm. But like with being here, the option. That, 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 I mean, being for me, being here, the the opportunities are endless. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> not saying not you know if I was to back in Pennsylvania they're 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 there too yeah you know you make the best of where you're at but I don't know I just I saw we talked about this opportunity mm -hmm. I had a desire to do it mm -hmm. let's go do it I think that oftentimes 
like what kind of what separates people that make lots of momentum and those that don't are it depends on how you look at adversity right like mm -hmm. what is the opportunity for success what's a percentage of risk that i can see and i think that there you know there's different ways that people look at that and they gauge it based on how much risk they are willing to take on how much they're comfortable with um you know how much discomfort there is and if you stay in the comfort that means that you allow a little bit of risk to determine your outcome and your decisions yeah right yeah a little bit of risk and a lot of opportunity for reward right that's that's one approach you can take no risk at all and stay exactly where it's comfortable um i think there's actually more risk in that that that's kind of hidden because you risk robbing yourself of any opportunity valid right very valid and then there's people that look at massive amounts of risk very small window of success and opportunity but they're like if there's a chance i'm taking it right because what's the worst that can happen like if there's a if there's a gap to shoot going for it <laughs> right let's go right. um and then what you find is that's just kind of how you end up operating as a person. Yeah. That's how you operate in business. That's how you operate in your relationships. That's how you operate in everything. And so then when you start doing that, then you end up making quick decisions like, hey, we're just going to drive, you know, 24 hours right now. Mm -hmm. Like the decision was made right now. We weren't before. We are now. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> right. Um, and you don't really think of it as something that, well, that's a big thing. Why would you do that? So, yeah, well, on the way down, you know, actually texting, texting somebody and they, they said the exact thing. Yeah. You know, it was, uh, I was scheduled to play in church th that weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> the other guitarist messaged me and said, hey, what's your plan for Sunday? I said, well, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be out of town. He's like, oh, where are you going? It's in Florida. He's like, you're flying? You're like, aren't your flights canceled? I said, no, we're 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 driving. He's like, for for one day. I said, yeah. He's like, why? <laughs> um, because I can. Yeah, I can, and it's you don't know it, but it's worth it. Yeah, you know, and and that it stopped there he's just like well okay have fun yeah you know so the, i i he wouldn't personally do that yeah you know what i'm it's just well because <clears throat> as i'm as i'm listening to you say that i'm kind of realizing what's going on there right so he wouldn't do that if he were in your shoes because he doesn't see the opportunity right it doesn't seem worth it to him right but what he doesn't see is what you do see and too often people will try to convince us and give their opinion based on what they see of our situation. Right. You know, then the other angle to that is, or to, just to add on and take that one step further is that's really why you 
don't really listen to anybody else's opinion mm-hmm. that you don't value, that isn't in the same space as you, mm-hmm. that isn't um, doesn't understand your situation, that doesn't understand what's driving you, why you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like you have to be confident enough in what you're doing and why you're doing it that the opinions of other you don't have to justify your moves to other people and you don't need their approval right Right. you know and then when you get somewhere and other people see the effort that you put in because they're involved in it to a certain level they're like you know holy smokes like Mm -hmm. i don't know if how many other people would have done that but it's like yeah because this is just how we always are right we didn't we didn't really have to give it another thought and i think when you start operating in that mindset and that framework before you know it you get five years down the road and you look back and you're like holy crap like how did that happen well it happened because of how you approached every situation along the way big or small and you just start operating that way and you don't have to then qualify do i or do i not that qualification has already been because you know, yeah, if it wasn't worth it, then we wouldn't have done it. Right. But we already knew that it was definitely worth it. Right. So it's then it's like whatever it takes. Well, so let's when we drove to Arizona, mm-hmm. you know, we were pretty much we had some sort of plan and that plan fell through within the first two days of getting there. Mm-hmm. Well, we had an opportunity. We had an opportunity and we took it. Yeah. Now, yeah, that to me that and that was when I first moved up Paris when we first started doing this. You yeah. Know? So you moved from Pennsylvania to Michigan. Hey, sweet, you want to go to Arizona? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that and that was that to me that was like I was a little nervous. Yeah. You know, you really don't know what's going to happen. Never really just got up and left yeah. for th- for three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, there's two of us. So I thought the same thing as this past time. There's two of us. Worst case scenario, we drive back. Right. Not a problem, right? You know, and figuring that out quickly was, you know, de- definitely a, a relief. But like this go around, you know, obviously it's not as big as leaving three months, but mm-hmm. this go around was like, I already know <laughs> that we can make it, mm-hmm. that we're going to make it because mm-hmm. of this path, of a past experience that we've already had. Plus, the knowledge, I, the, the, what I've heard you get out of these TCS retreats. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I know I'm going to get value out of this. Mm-hmm. I know we can get there. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It's literally a one. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Somebody else looks at this and they go, well, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to drive 24 hours and go through all this hassle because I don't know what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. There's still a little bit of knowledge that you had that you instilled into me mm-hmm. said, I know you're going to like this. Let's go. So there's a big trust factor involved. Yes. For, and there's 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 also like there's solid points of confirmation that you're gonna get something very good out of this. Yeah. There's a trust factor in all aspects of you trusting me that um you know that that it's worth doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um and then us trusting each other that, you know, just from the simple fact that I could go to sleep and somebody else drive, 
Yeah, I, mean, I think you're probably a little bit more nervous about me driving than no, you. I mean, <laughs> this this go around, you did better. You didn't, you didn't hit as many rumble strips <laughs> as last time. Um, but yes, you're, you're right. I, I I still I still trust you and trust me. Yeah. And so there's just you know that that yeah it doesn't it doesn't the trust doesn't happen unless you take a chance on it. Right. find out right <laughs> so then what was your experience when you went there well we got there we're you know under very little sleep crappy sleep it was you know any sort of sleep at all but the walmart pillows helped the walmart pillows helped tremendously <laughs> my goodness go to walmart and get yourself one of the copper pillows you will not Regret it. $13.99. out the door. You'll take a nap. It's great. Best dollars you'll ever spend. So you, we, we, we get there. We check in real quick. It's like, okay, we need to get showers. Hurry up. Boom, boom. Okay. We walk in this room, and I've seen a couple of TCS calls, so I recognize some faces. I don't know. I've never shaken the hands of anybody. anybody. Yeah. You know, uh, actually, I'm sorry, a couple people, but um, it was right away, like, very welcoming. Um, everybody's just talking to one another. Everybody's like, and, and you 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 enter different conversations of all kind of topics, but it's all business related. It's all um, personal excellence related. Mm -hmm. And then we sit down, and it's all these these talks start, and these sessions are. I mean, they're they're these are these are things that you don't talk about to the average person. Mm -mm. No, because the average person is not going to understand. Right. You know, and, and, and rightly so, because they're not in the same position. Right. And so like from, from right, right off the get go, um, Keith Calloway Jr.'s up there. Mm -hmm. Very inspirational, very uplifting. I forget exactly what he said, but I mean, it's just like right away intrigued me. I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> I made There is right. no chance in hell this is going to suck. <laughs> I had four pages of notes. Yeah. I don't take notes. <laughs> I didn't even know you knew how to write. Me either. <laughs> but I'll write that fast. Yeah. You know, there, there's so much information. Like, I, I wish, honestly, I wish I could have had, you know, a, a recorder that you could just listen to it over and over and over again because it was so yeah valuable. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed every second of it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it was in Florida, so my my first time in Florida. Mm -hmm. So the the whole experience was very surreal to me, mm -hmm. and um, honestly, I can't I can't appreciate it enough because yeah. it's so, it's just it's you know hard to put words to it. What do you um? So so let's let's bring that you know because this whole thing the the trip is essentially we're talking about it in metaphor style, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you think people start to drop off from having that same mentality of we're going to go after it?
I think when they fail so many times, hmm. they don't have that drive to keep going. They don't have, or they don't have that push from behind or that group of people that they can rely on to help them get through that failure. Hmm. So they, they say, okay, well, the risk is, this risk is, this is too much of a risk for me to take. I'm going to scale back and because what you're accustomed to feeling is failure. Yes. So then you get conditioned to be afraid of risk. Right. Because you're seeing, you're seeing yourself, seeing yourself failing. You're seeing this thing you're trying to make built as failing. Mm -hmm. And, pardon me. <clears throat> There's got to be some sort of reward. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you mentioned something in there that, that's key. The people behind you. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the right people behind you or around you, you could either kind of be your kind of your getting your growing point or you're, or you're going to fail. You're going to fall because you're the average of the five people you hang out with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what essentially what you're saying is bottom line is don't go at it alone. Don't go at it alone, but go at it, go at it with the right people because if right. there's people that are just going to say, well, all the time that's too risky or, or you're, you're, you're not going to make it or right. you don't have what it takes. Well, I don't yeah. want to be around you. It's a twofold thing. One, don't go at it alone, but yes. if you're not, but if, once you involve people, make sure they're the right people. Yes. And that's, Sometimes you, if you really want to go after something that you really want, and it's, you know it's going to take a long time and a lot of effort, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and you have this friend you, that you've been friends with for 10, 15, 20 years, mm -hmm. you might have to put them at arm's length because they're going to stop you. Yeah, They don't want you to excel because they want you right next to them, mm -hmm. living their nine-to-five job, mm -hmm. their nine-to-five life. Mm-hmm. They're not willing to go with you on a journey mm -hmm. to find something out, to try something, because they're comfortable. They're they're robbing their self, themselves of an opportunity. And it's and it's not like you have to write those people off. No, but it's, you, it's a matter of how much of their influence do you allow affect your decisions. Yes, because. You know, I, I truly think it comes from the, the core place it comes from is because people care. And so they don't want to see you fail. But what most people don't realize is they're also holding you back from potential success. Right. Success doesn't mean monetary, a monetary value, you know, money. Oh, no, right, right. But what they're doing is they're holding you back from achieving more and elevating yourself. Right. You know, most people don't realize that's what they're doing. Um, but I truly think that it comes from a place of care. It's just a little bit misguided and misunderstood. And you're right. I, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, <clears throat> you know, but so at, at the beginning, you know, they, they might be that way. You know, it's like, well, you're doing pretty well for yourself as it is. Why would you go after that risk? Mm -hmm. 
and then you pretty much ignore them and you go after that risk and then five years out the road you're a lot bigger than what you were mm -hmm. you're doing well you're you're exceeding what the expectation you already had you're mm -hmm. you know and they still want you to slow down mm -hmm. now to me that's coming out of a kind of a selfish thing mm -hmm. a selfish act mm. it's still caring but it's like yeah but who are you caring for at that point right you know because there is you know not everybody operates out of misguided care there are some people that don't want to see others do better than them because that will make them feel bad about themselves yeah you know, unfortunately you're right and so really what you have to end up paying attention to is you have to go based on your intuition and your gut only right. keep people around you that will support you and don't pay much attention to any negativity i don't like to say write people off but you just can't entertain negativity right well like i mean we we both we, we, all, we all have friends like you know a friendship <laughs> friendship is an attachment that you 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 just how do I explain this? A friendship is an attachment of one another's being. Like yeah, you enjoy each other's company. Yeah, like because there's a because there's an exchange of value somewhere. Yes, whether it's small or big, they're still your friends. But you you have to think of like. For your own personal growth. Yeah. If you want to go somewhere, and you know, where what I gonna go there. What I have come to realize, and this is a hard truth that I don't feel like anybody, or not very many people, talk about because it can be somewhat taboo. Because it might hurt some feelings. So it's just one of those things that doesn't really get talked about, and it's oftentimes ignored, but. When you call somebody your friend, it's because there's an exchange of value there, mm -hmm. right? Well, what happens when there's no longer an exchange of value there? Do you still call them your friends? Mm. Crickets. Mm. <laughs> I would say yes, but... Or would you call them? How long is that? I mean, I think part of it, what you'd, you'd have to, you'd have to identify what your definition of a friend is. True. You know, because we just, we assume culturally wow. that an acquaintance is a friend. Well, okay. Yeah. And, and we never truly identify what a friend is supposed to be. Right. You know, so we call people friends based on just because we know them, because we've, we've, you know, had some interactions together. You can, you can interact with them and, and there's no introductory phase anymore. Right. So then you just automatically classify them as your friend. Well, then when you classify them as your friend, but you don't have a definition of what a friend is when that friendship no longer serves you. There's a lot of confusion involved. Yeah. <clears throat> the way I look at it mm -hmm. and 
you know, I'm not quoting Fast and Furious or anything like that because <laughs> the whole family thing, but um, to me, it's like that's actually the truth. It's if you're if you're one of my closest friends and you help me continuously grow and we have value towards each other, you're in my family. Yeah. Like so, my differences, your friends, your acquaintances, they're your friends, you know, but they're they're out they're right outside. outside. They're outside. They're outside. You have your inner circle. Yeah. Of what I call my family, mm -hmm. because those are the people that you. You hold your family dear, near and dear to you, mm -hmm. the closest to you, mm -hmm. blood or not. You know, we all have blood family that we never talk to. We don't even know. Yeah. Sure, they're still your family, right. but, you know. But it's not necessarily serving you. Right. Yeah. That's just that. And that's me personally. Everybody's going to feel that differently, but. You realize that we wouldn't be able to have this conversation five years ago because you wouldn't have had the knowledge, experience, and understanding that you do now. Right. I was a shy little bastard. <laughs> well, it's just shy, shy, yes, but just like <clears throat> what, you know, and, and me too. You know, I'm not saying that I'm excluded from that either, but I'm just saying that, man, you can really, like... There's proof in your efforts mm -hmm. based on the, you know, where you're at right now, you know, and, and you look at somebody then once you've grown in your life and you've come a certain amount of distance you can easily identify in people that, yeah, time, the only thing that's changed with you is time. It's time and experience. Well, the only thing that's, I, I, I'm sorry, let me, let me set that, set that up differently. When you see people that haven't elevated themselves and haven't made oh, strides, yeah. then it's really easy to identify that the only thing that's changed in your life is time. Right. Not you. Right. Not your situation. Not your understanding. Just time. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that from the perspective of, I've done something with my time and I've invested into myself as a person however easy or difficult it was doesn't matter like it it does not matter at all right you start to realize how much of people's life they waste yeah and like it's almost it's sad to look to, to see that mm -hmm. you know like because they are a lot of times they are our friends mm-hmm you want to see your friends succeed to their maximum potential, but mm -hmm. if there's if they're staying stagnant and you're growing, it's mm -hmm. you compare it to compare it to your faith. Mm -hmm. You want to drag as many people as you can with mm. you towards Jesus to go to heaven. Yeah. Last thing you want to see is when you go up there, they're left down there. Huh. That image has been stuck in my mind for a very long time. Huh. That's uh pretty deep. Mm -hmm. And that's I think a, about that all the time. That's a very, very big perspective and realization and accurate. Hmm. You know, because like 
you, you get into this space where it's like the separation of church and state, right? Religion and money. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you can't, you can't do this and that. Well, wrong. You can, <laughs> can. <laughs> you know, you can, <laughs> but I think that's a perfect perspective of, you know, parallel comparisons. Mm -hmm. Why do we do it? Why do you see the value in it? Why, why, put in the effort why should i have to put in the same effort that you do why should i have to change anything why should i you know what i mean it's like because i don't want to see you left behind mm -hmm. in any aspect i love you and i want you to come with me right not everybody's, not everybody's gonna want to do that <laughs> which sucks big time When it sucks like that, unfortunately, and this is where it becomes difficult, an area becomes difficult. Unfortunately, you can't hold yourself back in order to save somebody else. Right. Because you would be doing yourself an injustice for one, for you, mm -hmm. and for two, all of the people that are willing to go with you on that journey. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's uh, you. I mean, you do the work, but yourself first, right? I mean, I'm. I me mean, personally, you know, I, I, I've struggled with. We'll say depression, and anxiety. Cause that's that is what it is. Mm -hmm. but, you know, like the the, the thing that I'm good at is like I want to help. I want to help my friends. My I want to. I'll help whoever needs help. Mm -hmm. I'll put them before myself. You've got a very giving mentality. Yes. And you always have. But at the same time, you know, like, I have to realize myself that I need to do things for myself, too. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm just going to, I'm not going to grow. Right. I'm going to sink with those people right. that don't want to grow over Right. So that separation from <clears throat> your friends is not going to be easy, mm -hmm. but it's necessary. At times, mm -hmm. or your yourself, where do you want to go? I had a thought, and I'm trying not to lose it. Mm -hmm. And it was a question for you. Um, one just kind of observation that I have is, you know, like in the last, because really, like we're we're at a five year mark to where like you really made an effort to I'm going to take a different approach to life. You and me both, mm -hmm. right? And you just think back about all the, like you, you play the kind of the highlight reel, if you would, of the last five years. And you, and you look at it and think about like, man, how, how many times did I want to give up during that? How many times... <laughs> <laughs> how many times did i question on whether or not it was worth it how many times did i have to talk myself out of giving up how many times did i have to remove the thoughts of alternative efforts inside my mind how many times did i have to get rid of the plan b how many times did i have to not even entertain 
well, I could always go do this and things would be a lot easier and I wouldn't have to deal with the immediate problem in front of me. Because that's real. Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's when you when you see people talking about habits and mindsets and things like that in order to be successful, it gets because that's where the focus should be placed. And, and here's why. Okay. Here, here's what I'm getting to with this is unfortunately people don't talk about as often how difficult it would be or it's going to be or it is right mm -hmm. most often people talk about what you do in order to make things work they talk about the positives they don't really address the negatives right they're both there Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason people that have seen this side of success is because they have waded through all of the negativity. But that's the negativity. Focusing on the negative aspects isn't what got them through it. No. Focusing on the positive attributes and aspects is what got them through it. That's why that's what gets talked about mainly. Mm -hmm. The confusing part for somebody that's trying to learn is that it's almost misinterpreted and misrepresented because they think, well, if I should do that, if I just do that, then well, shit, seems easy. And then, then, then you're settling. Well, no, no, no. Here, here's you're... what I'm getting at. You're not settling, but when difficult things come up, it's like, well, nobody explained this part of it to me. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So I must be doing something wrong or I, I, I wasn't expecting this. Like it shouldn't be like, and then you feel alone. Like, am, am I, am I the only one dealing with this? And then you start to question like, well, maybe this isn't worth it because what I assumed that was coming from all of these people that I'm listening to and following, I assumed it was going to be just as easy as they said it was. Well, the reality of it is, is it's not. The reality of it is, is you talk about the positives that get you through it through the negative things. You don't focus on the negative aspects. You don't focus right. on, hey, you have to go through these things. No, it's what you do with that when you approach them. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Right. And so reverting back to these are the character traits that you have to have in order to be successful. That doesn't come without all of the negativity and struggle that it takes to achieve it. And I think that really right there is where a lot of people that are just entering into the space in that, let's say, one to three, one to four years. And it could be longer depending on how much, you know, on how much you're willing to withstand for one mm -hmm. thing and how much knowledge you don't have. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I can honestly say that we've grown a lot faster because of the network of people that are around us. What if I didn't have that? Can I confidently say that I would have enough determination to wade through all of the much more struggle that we would have had and the amount of wins that we didn't achieve and the amount of losses that we achieved or, you know, that, 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 that we would have experienced right. had you not had good guidance and coaching? Would I have had the, the amount of stamina that it took to go through all that? I don't know. You know what I mean? Because you see people that are out there that have been in business for 
10, 15, 20 years. And you're like, ah, you just, you know, just kind of how it is. It's like, man, you've dealt with this same thing for 10 years. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> right. you know, like, I don't know. And I look at people like that and, and think, man, like, you've got a lot of determination. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, and that's, that's kind of, I think it's very important for people to see the to see the whole spectrum. Not focus on the negative. Not focus on the valleys. Talk about the peaks. Don't ignore the valleys. Like you can't focus on the negative aspect of it, right? But you have to be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's what most people think, though. Unfortunately, like they look at the negatives and they like. That's you think what's wrong. But that's why you hear the term one percent. Yes. Because ninety nine percent of people live there. Mm -hmm. They operate out of fear. Mm -hmm. They stay in comfort. Yeah. It should be the opposite way. Mm -hmm. So then go back to your statement before of elevating yourself. We won't even say in business, but just in your personal life is a lot like your faith. You want to drag everybody along with you, mm -hmm. right? Well, what type of a hold does Satan have on society if the ratio is 99 and 1? <laughs> yeah my mind goes in the direction of well how can I help change that hmm. because like that's just like, A, that's who I am, but B, like. I think, you know, we all know what went wrong. Right. I mean, human desires take over. Satan Satan takes over and gets a hold of you, and that's yeah. really hard to let go. He, he, he doesn't let go. Right. So in order to ask the question, how do I change that? How do I help that? That's where developing your relationship with God comes in because only he's going to be able to tell you right. what your contribution is to help that. Right. Because yours and mine isn't going to be the same. All right. You know what right. I mean? And there's 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 ways to 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 look at that's what there, there's ways to identify many that look, this is what we are supposed to do. How do we go about doing that? What's the right and the wrong way? Where do you know you because you can't cram it down people's throats if they don't want to hear it and don't try to teach then don't try to get them to hear it. Like mm -hmm. you know, there's a there's an effective and an ineffective way to be. Right. But in order to answer the question, what is my role in this? You've got to ask the only one that knows. Mm -hmm. And it ain't me. Right. And as you as you go along in your in your walk of faith and your your, your relationship grows with closer to God, mm -hmm. he you know we, we we implement those little things as you grow with whoever with people 
-hmm. You know, so <laughs> will you ever try your, will you ever find and realize your full purpose? Mm -hmm. You don't know, but you do your best. And what, what knowledge you have and what you what you pray about and what you receive from him mm -hmm. to try your hardest mm -hmm. and operate out of what you how, how you're supposed to mm -hmm. you know like i already know let me correct that i right now i don't think so like you have these speakers and you have these pastors that mm -hmm. speak in front of thousands and thousands of people mm -hmm. Right, I don't think that's me. I don't think that's my purpose. Mm -hmm. You don't know that for sure. In ten years, no. You will have a draw wherever God wants you to be. Yes, and I think you know we're I, we're talking about a lot of really big things here, mm -hmm. and really you could break it up into multiple episodes. It seems to happen a lot on this podcast, but. A couple things to think about around that is that you will have a feeling, intuition, gut feeling, that I feel like I should go do, I should act this way, I should go there and do this, I should contribute my time in whatever way it looks like. Mm -hmm. That's that, that's called a calling. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling called to do this. It means you have, you know, a rumbly in your tumbly, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to say, you know. <laughs> Um, but the addition to that is when God talks about give from a cheerful heart. Mm -hmm. People often refer to that as money. Well, I should tithe because God says give with a uh, give with a cheerful heart. What does He mean? Give your money, or give of yourself. Maybe you should qualify that by what you value most. Bingo. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So 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 let's back up a minute and look at this. Okay. Open this up. God says give from a cheerful heart. Okay. Well, if I'm not cheerful about doing something, then don't feel guilty about not doing it. You know what I mean? Because... Look for where you will feel good about doing it. How do you know if you're going to feel good about doing it? Does it give you fulfillment at the end of it? Is it going to be difficult in the middle? Probably. But will you feel fulfilled at the end of it? Right. Whether it's good, whether it's a short or long-term something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and I and I've and I've said this a few times over now, like you know let, let, let's 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 refer it to like like feeding the homeless okay mm -hmm. i've done it before i've done it before is it my biggest you know desire do i get ultimate fulfillment from that no you know somebody else they will right do i feel guilty about that not being my biggest area of desired contribution no i don't mm -mm. because i'm not able to give with a cheerful heart Right. Now, at times, I will, and at times, I won't feel that way, right. you know? So, I think giving with a cheerful heart is not so much forcing yourself to do it and be happy about it. Giving with a cheerful heart means figure out where your biggest desire lies 
where you feel most valued and you feel most valuable, which gives you the most fulfillment. And don't ignore that. Right. Feed into it. Put time into it. So that you can actually give of yourself with a cheerful heart. Mm -hmm. I feel good about doing this. I want to do this. You know, playing in church is something like that for you. Like, mm -hmm. I want to give of myself in mm -hmm. this way because I enjoy it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that, that realization of, like, it always going to money. And I say that because it did with me for a long time. I thought that was the only thing that it applied to was well that's how a lot of religions right that's how religions are right because more value is placed on money than people right well right. the lord says give with a cheerful heart so you know we're gonna pass around the bowl and cough it up mm -hmm. and be happy about it right now forget that <laughs> what are you all focused on here right what does your heart give People can see, people can see your heart, right? By what, you, by your acts, by your services, by what you do mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. If you're a cold-hearted person, people see that, and they stay away from you. Mm -hmm. If you're a welcoming person and you want to give and you want to help out and give all your all to mm -hmm. what people need, and just out of the goodness of your heart, because mm -hmm. you have you're operating out of love mm -hmm. at that certain point, mm -hmm. which is how we're supposed to, mm -hmm. you're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. People want to be around you. And when you express that, people want to be like that. Right. And they ask you, well, how are you so happy all the time? Truth matters, I'm not. But <laughs> I operate out of love. <laughs> Where that comes from, <laughs> you yeah. know, where that comes from, is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And just saying that, like not forcing it down their throats, but just saying it and just letting them know that it, that's that's what you feel. This is the reality. This is the reality of it. And they go, well, I don't know him. If you let me, I will teach you. I will get you started to get to know him. And the only way to do that is for you to develop. a. a it, it, it's like we, we think that it's some mythical thing to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. Put that in quotes. You know what I mean? We right. think it's a mythical thing because right. there's no physical person standing in front of us for us to see with our own two eyes, right? Right. But it's the same thing. If I were to introduce you to somebody else, you know, okay, so 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 then somebody else, all right, well, how do I do that? Well, let me explain it to you. Let's reference it. And if I if I introduced you to a friend of mine, you know, that's that's we've got a name. It's not Jesus Christ, so we'll call him Tom. Mm -hmm. Hey, Brandon, this is Tom. Tom, this is Brandon. Cool. There's the introduction. I cannot build your, the relationship between Brandon and Tom. You right. guys have to do it. Right. Talking, getting to know each other, spending time, learning about each other, the whole thing. Being in being in Tom's environment, being in Brandon's Brandon's environment. Being in Tom's community, being in Brandon's community. Ooh. That's how you get to know somebody. Right. Being in the in, in the same atmosphere. Mm -hmm. People want to know how to do it. That's right. how you do it. And it and it just happens. It evolves. Mm -hmm. But you'll never have that if you don't try. Right. And that's then where it comes into your relationship. Mm -hmm. Very easy. 
it is actually very easy. Mm -hmm. You know, people think you got to take off your right arm and, and, you know, and, and sacrifice half of yourself and your desires in order. Well, I got to exchange everything that I think is valuable in life and give it all up for something. I don't know. No, that's not what it is. Well, Tom, in this case, <laughs> yeah. maybe Tom created you and he knows exactly what you need to feel 100% fulfilled in life. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about that? And you'll never figure that out unless you get to know Tom. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Deep thunks. Deep thunks. <laughs> Anyways, um, you're always welcome on the podcast. I always do this more often. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> you know, it's pretty easy. We see each other about, you know, five, six, seven days a week. <laughs> Multiple times a day. Multiple times a day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm. Yeah, this is good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, just one, one final question. Yes. Yeah. You know this. This was ultimately about you know our experience. Sure. At the TCS retreat, what is what was what is your final takeaway from that? You've been to a few of these already. Final takeaway from our experience this time, or final takeaway from that retreat um, specifically. Because I can answer this one of two ways. Um, I would say just this retreat, because this retreat had the topic of personal excellence. Hmm. Right? Okay. So I'm going to answer both then. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, the retreat, the major takeaway of mine for, for the retreat itself is, is the realization. And it's going to be different for everybody. You know what I mean? Right. My realization during that time was that you need two things basically to be to be to thrive in, in an environment, at least two things, maybe more. I don't know. And to fully get the most out of where you're at, one, you have to be comfortable with yourself, and two, you have to be comfortable with your environment. Yeah. Because if you're comfortable with the environment that you're in, but you're not comfortable with yourself, then you're not going to be yourself. Well, you put on a fake persona. Or you don't put on any persona at all. You climb yeah. up. Yeah. True. You know? True. You, you rob yourself of any connection with people that appreciate who you are in your truest form. Right. Yeah. If you're comfortable with yourself <clears throat> to where, yeah, you, you can be your truest form, but you're not comfortable with the environment for one reason or another, the true you isn't really going to come out. Right. And I don't think that that's necessarily wrong because you might walk into, you know what I mean? It's like, like an Ohio State fan walking into a U of M crowd, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm comfortable with myself. <laughs> I don't need to change my opinions based on all you people, but maybe I just won't wear my Ohio State jersey. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So then, well, it's a given, like, you know, it, it, that that's just a, a playful scenario, but 
you know, you don't regularly walk around into into a into a Michigan room with your Ohio State jersey on. Right. Um just because that environment doesn't feed you. Right. You know? Right. But if you walk into an Ohio State room and you're not wearing any jersey at all. You know what I mean? Right. Um how the trip went. But my my that that's my answer for that. Okay. What I realized about how the trip was executed is just, and I, I realized it on the way down there, is that once you program yourself with a certain mode of operation, you just find yourself operating that in all aspects, whether it's big or not, whether it's whether it's substantial or not, whether it's you know might seem crazy or not, like when you you just end up operating differently and you don't necessarily know that that's what you're doing right sometimes it takes recognition from others telling you that hey what you're doing not everybody's willing to do and then you realize well why is that oh because this is how i've always been you know what i mean but like you end up i, I hope this is coming across to where it, it it's it's understandable because it's clear in my mind and I'm trying to make it clear enough to understand. But once you just start operating a certain way, you don't change. Right. And you don't even know that's what you're doing anymore. Right. And you, sometimes you do need somebody. I've said this to you a thousand times. You need someone to tell you what you're doing right. And what you're doing wrong, mm -hmm. but somebody showing your accomplishments, mm -hmm. big or small, lets them know. Okay, I'm doing a good job. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. You're not questioning it. On a big scale and a small scale, because if you look at it, you know, in reference to employees, like, they need to know what they're doing right. Right. A lot of guys, well, I think we, we were talking about that uh, yesterday with certain certain people in the group. Like, money isn't the main driver in some people. Mm -hmm. Some people it is. Some people it's not. Mm -hmm. You tell, hey, this is your first time in a skid steer. You did really well. It's huge. Mm -hmm. It makes them want to do it more. It makes them want to try other equipment. It makes them want to mm -hmm. just, you know, keep going. And I say, I've been doing it a lot more recently, but I've always done it. Is I will say, so I'll, I'll, I'll say thank you. Mm -hmm. I'll say good job. Mm -hmm. You did well. Mm -hmm. um, just because I appreciate that. I appreciate your, your efforts are not going unseen like you're we know what you're doing mm -hmm. because we want you to we want you to strive we want you to get better mm -hmm. right. you know and someone just literally just explaining something i mean you know the simple just name something it's any any simple small accomplishment is should be Treat it as if it was a big one because mm -hmm. those are your baby steps. Mm -hmm. It should be portrayed that way and it should be received that way. Yes. Well, let's go to the retreat. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um I think it was Keith Conway. I think. Senior or junior? I don't remember. There's two CKs. KCs. Yeah, I think it was junior. Whoever said, well, I think it was I think it was junior. He said, 
here's your goal. <laughs> okay. That's pretty far away, but that's what that's where you want to be, right? Yeah. You backtrack that. You make little steps. Yeah. Those are your little accomplishments. Mm. But those little accomplishments are going to lead you to that big accomplishment. Mm -hmm. It's bite size. You can't do everything in one shot. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, but everybody should know that. Everybody should know that. But confirming that or showing somebody that they are doing those steps mm -hmm. creates that much more drive to keep going. That's why patience is a virtue. Because if we don't yeah. get it, what we if we don't get what we want right now, we become impatient, and it withholds us from what we really want. Which then let's let you know compare that back to the ninety nine and one. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we can be withheld from what we're truly designed to experience, just due to impatience. Hmm. I need to get one of those buttons that has like the bomb drop. Yeah. <laughs> the bomb drop sound. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you, sir. We'll catch you on the next All one. All right. See ya.